Hi, welcome to On The Daily, a podcast about finding the acoustic you. I'm your host, Danielle McCleary. I'm a serial optimist and a champion of people who has long been on a search to truly see people and help you peel back all of your layers and become the most acoustic, authentic, and best version of yourself. I'm so glad you're here. Let's dive in. Hello on the Daily Family. This is Danielle, your host. Today's episode is with my beloved Miss Breezy J, Breezy Jordan. If you follow me on social media, you definitely know Breezy. She's way cooler than I am and she gets a whole episode today. We saved it for Pride Month. We thought we would kick off Pride Month with her and I and our story and a little bit about us. I'm so excited for you to hear this episode. I wanted this month to kind of showcase Pride and the LGBTQIA plus community and just really show everyone listening out there who these people in my network are, what they stand for, what makes them tick, and just kind of let you into their hearts a little bit and for them to get into your heart. So we're going to start this month off with me and Breezy J. I hope you share it with somebody that needs to hear it. We are... How many months in now to this podcast? I think we started in January. So it's been about six months and we're having so much fun. None of these episodes are in sequential order. So like literally pick anything you want. If this is your first episode you're listening to, you can go back and listen to any episode in whatever order you want. And just know we have an episode every Friday and every Tuesday. And I hope that you like it. Y'all, two words, almond cow. If you haven't heard of it, where have you been? It's all over Instagram. It is the at-home nut milk maker that literally you press a button, easy cleanup. It takes two minutes and you have your own homemade nut milk. You can literally put any nut you want in there. It will just blend it right up and there's no added ingredients, obviously, because you make it yourself. We are obsessed with ours. We use it every single day. And if you want one, you can use my code. There's an affiliate link in our show notes, or you can go to Almond Cow's website and then use Danielle15 at checkout. That's Danielle15. Enjoy. Before we get into this interview, though, I have to tell you about my new favorite CBD company. Their name is Equilibria. They are women-owned. They are POC-owned. And they are just dope freaking humans. These girls are changing the game, in my opinion, for what CBD is and can be. When you order from them, you get a dosing specialist, somebody to help you learn about CBD. And it's all hemp CBD, so you're not going to get high. There's no... There's no hallucin- like hallucinatory THC, nothing like that in it. It is all just for wellness. And when you meet with a dosing specialist, they teach you what you should be using CBD for, when you should be taking it, how much you should be taking. And then you can also get your questions answered. So if you do have any reservations around taking CBD, maybe you have other medications you're on or other illnesses and you want to know if you know it's going to mix well, they will answer all of your questions. They have nurses, they have geniuses, scientists, all the things working with them. And so I have really been loving getting to know them their product is amazing. Their product packaging is so beautiful. 
if you do want to check them out, go to Equilibria's website, use my code Danielle on the daily at checkout. You will get 15% off your order and tell me what you think because I'm obsessed. So without further ado, here is the episode with my fiance, the amazing, perfect, wonderful Breezy J. Hello on the daily family squad out there. I know that this episode you're going to just be so excited about because everybody who knows me is always looking for more Breezy J in their life. So today I welcome my fiance, the apple of my eye, the spaghetti to my meatless ball, the jelly to my peanut butter, Miss Breezy Jordan. Hi, honey. So it's Pride Month and I want to talk all about your story and, you know, how you came to be here in this moment. I first want to start with a clearing because I want to offer you that same thing that I offer every guest on this podcast. So is there anything you'd like to clear before we jump on in? Um, yes, I would just like to clear that I had no idea we were recording this morning. And so I just got done working out and got home and here we are. So my brain is spinning 19 different directions, but I'm going to let that go and rein it in and just be present in this moment to share. One of the best parts about living with me, you guys, is that you get to be on your toes all the time and you really never know what's going to happen. It's just going to be like a really exciting journey, you know? Um, <laughs> or like a really nauseating roller coaster. <laughs> Maybe. Anyway, um, I want to clear that I... I'm feeling so overwhelmed by all of the things I have to do right now. Like I feel like the next couple of weeks, I'm just not going to really have a break. And I talked about this a little bit on my Instagram this week, but it's just been something that's been on my heart. And it's that it's really easy to get really to energetically close off, you know, when you are feeling overwhelmed and it's really easy to be like, I need to get rid of some of these priorities or some of these responsibilities I have. And now I have to remind myself that all of the things I'm doing in my life, this podcast, Soul Cycle Instructor Training, my business is thriving, like all of these things I'm doing, I'm home with my son. Like I prayed for these things, right? Whether you, whoever you pray to, doesn't really matter. I pray to my guides, my spirit guides, and I used to manifest this life and I have it now. And so who would I be to like, I guess, brush it off or energetically close off to it? You know what I'm saying? So that's where I'm at. And I feel better now that I said that. So Breeze, I want you to tell everybody, if you would, just obviously it's Pride Month, so we can kind of tailor it around then. But like, tell your story. You know, everybody wants to get to know you a little bit more and, you know, start with like, obviously you played sports. Like, just tell us anything you want to, you want, you think the people need to know about you. And she's a Gemini, so she's gonna be like, they need to know nothing. But tell us your story. Who are you? Who is Breezy J and how did she come to be? Man, that is like a really big question. Like, I, I mean, starting from the beginning, yeah, I grew up playing sports. I started when I was like four years old. So sports, fitness, team stuff has always been a core, like at the core of my life. 
I grew up in a huge family that spent more time together than apart. Um, We had big Sunday dinners for holidays and for every other Sunday in between. Every sports game I played in, I had my parents, my grandparents, siblings, like everybody was there. It was a really fun way to grow up. It was very much a village. I was born and raised in Ventura, California and lived there my whole life until college. Um, Went to high school there, all the things. I played softball, volleyball in high school, and then I continued my volleyball career to Cal Poly Pomona, and I earned a scholarship to play there, which I was really proud of. And yeah, college was wild and fun, and I learned a lot about myself. And yeah, and then after college, I've just always lived in and around Southern California, which I guess I'm kind of a unicorn. I've never moved outside of Southern California, which I think is pretty rare. And I right out of college started coaching volleyball and I was a career coach for about 15 years, coached at high level high school, collegiate level, club, anything in between from ages like 11 up through, you know, finishing their college career. And so that was like, I think a huge part of my identity for a long time was just a coach or being in sports. And I got a little bit burnt out and I needed a change of pace. And I just happened to be shopping in Lululemon one day and they're like, hey, have you ever thought about working here? And I was like, nope, only shop here. And then I decided to not be closed off to the opportunity. So I just went and had coffee and one thing led to the next. And then I spent a few years at Lululemon where I met some of the most incredible people, which is kind of what led me to meeting you in a way. I met Chris Chandler first. And then met a few other Lululemon people that said, you got to go take this chick Danielle's class. It's a blast. You'd love it. I'm like, okay, let's do it. And then we became good friends. And then as most of you do know our story from there, a lot, a lot happened over the years. So that's a little bit about me. She skipped over a lot of parts of that story. I would like to know when did you, okay, so she's growing up. Everyone always asks me, has Breezy always been into girls? So we should talk about that since this is indeed a pride episode. We should not skip over when you decided to date the females. Tell us, tell us about that. When did that happen for you? Oh, yeah, I forgot that was the that was the key. So I was not a small kid that thought I was into girls and was like harboring feelings. I genuinely grew up being told that boys like girls and girls like boys. And so I did. And I did like boys. I was very attracted to boys. I dated. You still are. I still, yeah, I still am. Okay. I'm th- I'm thinking, I'm talking to the past. So I, yeah, I dated a lot of guys. I really didn't discover any sort of feelings towards girls until college. And then I was like, oh, maybe my friendship is actually like, I want to spend more time with certain girls. And then, you know, experimental phase and I tried kissing a girl and I was like oh cute Katy Perry (laughs) it really is and then I was like oh this is way different this is way better and then I dated both 
men and women for a while and dated both genders seriously. And it was just, I started to learn that I wasn't connected to a gender, but I was very connected to people and to their soul and who they were. And so I just started to follow my like gut instinct about people. And that's how I kind of figured it out. And then I was like, oh, wait, if I play back, you know, through my whole life, I'm like, oh, that makes sense. Oh, that makes sense too. And I just started to And I'm still learning so much about myself and my sexuality and yeah, how I identify or more so choose to not identify uh, with a label. Do you think you not wanting, because you tell me this a lot, like you don't want to identify with a label. Do you think part of that comes from like, still like stems from your childhood, like being told like boys like girls and girls like boys? Like, do you think by not putting yourself in a box I don't know. Like, like I'm just, I, I, I'm fascinated by like the subconscious of, I don't even want to be labeled when really like the label is pansexual, right? Like, do you think that that has something to do with it? Just like not wanting to like label? Yeah. I mean, I think it stems from the fact that I never felt like I fit in any of the original boxes that were given to me as options, quote unquote, you know, heterosexual or male or female. Like I was always told I was a tomboy and I'm I'm not a huge fan of that buzzword. It's more so I just am very fluid in my energy. And sometimes I feel more masculine in my energy. Sometimes I feel more feminine in my energy. I don't dislike being considered a female. I don't want to be considered a male. I just feel like I am me and I don't need a title. And it's that way with my sexuality as well. It's like, I love being with women, but I honestly cannot say that if we were to break up that I wouldn't necessarily date a male after because I just, I don't know. I don't, I, yeah, I don't identify wholeheartedly as a lesbian. I don't identify, I guess, yeah, pansexual would be it, but I think I'm not choosing to title myself as pansexual because it is such a new term for me and I don't fully understand it. And it's like never been an option until the past few years in my head, you know? And so I, yeah, I'm like, well, I never fit into anything. Don't really feel like figuring it out. I'm just me. And if anyone has a problem with that, that's fine. It doesn't bother me. Yeah. I think, I think what I hope that like those of you listening out there, I hope that what you gain from this episode is just kind of maybe you leave with a little bit more freedom to just be who you are. Cause I think that's something that Breeze and I like believe in really, really wholeheartedly is just like being whoever you are. And obviously like Breeze had a harder time. You had a harder time growing up, like kind of defining who you were and like kind of accepting that you could be with women or you could kind of align more with like a non-binary gender role. Like you had a hard, harder time, I think, than I did. You know, I grew up, for those of you who haven't heard my part of the story, it's so it's so funny. We sit here on this podcast and we're like, you for you, most of you know our story, but at this point, there's so many people listening to this podcast that I don't actually know if you know our story or not. And I I hope that there's plenty of you out there that don't. That means this podcast is growing beyond my immediate network. So thank you. Again, if you're if you're tuning in and you don't really know who we are, I really appreciate you taking the time to listen. I grew up, you know, I think like I grew up a dancer. 
And so I knew a lot of like gay men. I didn't know as many lesbian women, but I knew a lot of gay men growing up. And, you know, my family was not, they weren't, they weren't judgy or anything. And there was never any like, oh, you know, they're gay, stay away from them. Like it wasn't, it wasn't like that. It was like, they are, I just had, everybody had their box. Like, do you know what I mean, Breeze? Like everybody had their box. Like, these are my gay friends. These are my jock friends. These are my, you know, like straight, like whatever. Like it was just, there was different boxes for everyone and none of them were wrong. It's just that they were all different boxes and they weren't allowed to like, the worlds weren't allowed to collide. And I don't even think that was my parents. I think that was just society at the time in general. I am a Sagittarius, as I say a lot. So this has a lot to do with it. But I mean, from I remember like being, I think, I, I mean, I remember being like six or seven years old and I was at a dance competition and somebody mentioned, you know, that's back when people used to be like, oh, that's gay. And I used to be like, well, that's not very nice. Like in my head, I would always think, oh, that's not very nice. Like there's there are people that are gay and I dance with them all the time. And I don't, I never really subscribed to the idea that I had to pick so it's so weird because people are like, oh, when did you come out? And everybody always assumes that I came out when Breezy and I started dating. And that's just like not the truth. Like I actually dated women a few times before Breezy and I never, never anything serious, never anything like, obviously like we're talking life plans or anything, but I definitely had dated women and I never thought of it as a thing. Like for me, it was just that this is who I was attracted to. And similar to you, Breeze, like I, I don't know, I, I felt that people were just allowed to be with whoever they wanted. And it didn't really matter to me if anybody cared. And so for me, like when I, I feel like, <laughs> I feel like when I finally started dating Breezy, my family, by that point, I had like, I had like pulled the rug out from under them like so many times, like getting married at 20, whoa, moving to England at age 20, whoa, getting divorced, whoa, I'm pregnant. What? Like I had pulled the rug out so many times by this point that when I finally was like, I found who I want to be with and I love Breezy and I'm going to, we're going to spend our life together. They were like, Oh, thank goodness. Like, thank goodness. She's finally, she's finally figured it out. <laughs> right. Right. Like, don't you, don't you think that that's what, yeah. I just think that it, I, I think by the point that by that point, my family had just like had enough with all the left turns that they were like, this set, this feels good. This feels fine. And my dad was like such a huge fan of breezes. Like from the beginning, he's like, great. We love breeze. Bring her over. My mom had a harder time coming to it. And I don't think it was for her. I think it was more just like what people would think. And I very much just like quickly responded like, well, we're in the 21st century and the world has bigger problems than girls who kiss girls. And we're just going to get over it. And I think like my confidence in it really, like there was never, my parents were never going to be able to like be disappointed in me for being with Breezy. Like that was never going to be a thing. And I think maybe that's where we, our stories differ is, I mean, you can tell this, but I feel like you for a long time kind of let them feel how they wanted to. Yes. No. Yeah. I mean, I got stuck on when you said caring about what other people think, because for me, that was like a huge, huge roadblock in me coming out. Like I was very concerned with how, literally everyone in my life would view me people that were close to me people that are not close to me like people who really like now could give two shits <laughs> but I was working myself up over yeah caring what people thought and I mean that is like it has been a lifelong issue of mine 
and I I came out slowly and quietly to the people closest to me and I didn't have anyone that was like absolutely no I just had people who had hesitations or put walls up and you know my family was a little bit just unsure how to navigate that and for whatever reasons I don't know whether they were uh, also afraid of what people would think or just unfamiliarity um, made everything uncomfortable but it took a while and I mean, also we're similar in that I didn't necessarily pull the rug out from under him, but you know, I was very much a Gemini and like, I'm doing this for my career. Well, no, I'm doing this for my career. I'm dating this person. Well, nope. I'm dating this person. Now I'm doing this. Now I'm doing that. Like I was all over the place. I still am like, we're very, the black sheeps of our families. Very gypsy style. Yeah. My siblings are, my siblings are amazing and so consistent, like job, marriage, kids, like so stable, have their finances together, have their lives together. And I'm just like, yeah, I don't think I could put a half of my life down on paper at this point. It's just all over the place. But I I think that it was like once I started dating Danielle and I told them like, hey, like she's the one, like we're we're gonna spend our lives together. They're like, um, are are you sure? Cause like, you know, you kind of said that before, but also, you know, you're are you like, it's just my lack of commitment, I think, led them like, and me not committing to myself and being kind of all over the place made other people not really trust me. And so one thing I've learned is for me to first learn how to trust myself and trust my gut and trust my decisions and who I am it really has bled into other people and everyone around me has started really trusting my decisions um, with more conviction. And also the biggest piece of all of it in coming out and then in you and I like becoming a couple and like the struggles through that. It's like all of it, I learned that the, the key or like the biggest piece of freedom is just losing, caring about what other people think. Because that as soon as you're able to really do that and just focus on yourself and like you and your partner or you and your family, it just, it makes everything smooth sailing. Well, yeah. And it's so interesting because I remember when you and I started dating, like my community at Seoul and just like in general, there were a lot of people that were like a little unsure because obviously my life was like pretty on display because I'm a soul cycle instructor. Like people come to my class. Like I'm pretty active on social media. I'm an open book. Like I have no problem telling my story. And so a lot of people, like when I broke up with Owen's dad, they were very, there was like a lot of like judgment. And I think I stayed very true to like who I was and just went through it as like, and you know, we, reason I, when we first started dating, like there was a lot of, I think we, we just like, were really focused on each other. And we weren't trying to make it like this huge thing just because there were other parties involved and we were trying to be sensitive to people's feelings and, you know, trying to like navigate through that. I mean, going through a breakup with Owen's dad was really tough for me because in my mind, he was going to be the one and we were going to spend our life together and raise our son. And never did I see this coming. And so it took me a long time to really like fully detach from that. And I I don't, I don't even think it's like a matter of maybe detaching more, just being okay with that pivot in my life. And like knowing that this is what I really wanted. 
But you're so right because once you let go of that and you really just focus on each other, I mean, now Breezy and I are like everyone's favorite couple, it seems. And it's, I honestly think it's because of like the love we have for each other and like how proudly we display that and how authentically we display like just how good it can be when you really just live full out and what I call full technicolor, you know? I completely agree. And I think that it was so the fact that we really took our time at the beginning to focus on ourselves, but also to have respect for our previous relationships and to not just like rush into being technicolor. It was like we got grounded first as a couple and we got grounded in the fact that like it was very real and it was there was a lot of feelings involved and it was a very tough situation with you having Owen and with both of us being in previous relationships where we were living with our exes. It was just all really hard and there was a lot we could feel the judgment, we could hear the judgment. But we just stayed like really connected and took our time and we lived authentically for ourselves, but we didn't live authentically like for everyone else. And we had this like beautiful evolution where now it's like we're living authentically for ourselves, but we're able to share it so that other people feel inspired or see that like it, it can come with time and with the right amount of time to gay couples can experience the same relationship as everyone else. Oh That's the moral of the story. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of true though, but no, you can get through like hard stuff or you can, you know, a lot of, a lot of shit can happen, but we eventually just like stayed true to being authentic. And now it's like, now we can share it with everyone that this is our beautiful relationship. And like all the the trouble, like the struggle and like the heartache and the the tears and the uncertainty, like it was worth it. I used to just like, I remember when Breeze and I first started dating and like I took, I took the end of my other relationship very slow because I, for me, it was like my parents grew up, my, my parents got divorced when I was two and they hated each other, like fully hated each other until I was 20. Like actually my wedding day when I got, ma- I got married when I was 20 and they hated each other until that moment. And my dad actually got up and like gave this beautiful speech and like thanked my mom. And like, you, you can imagine me sitting there and my brother sitting on the other side of the room. And like, while my dad is up talking about how great my mom is, like our heads are like going back and forth and looking at each other, like what is going on? And from then on, my parents were pretty civil, but it took until I was 20. And until then, like my parents couldn't come to dance competitions and sit on the same side. They had to sit separately. They couldn't be in the same room together. My dad and my stepdad got in like almost a fist fight one time. Like it was really gross. And so I looked back at that and I knew that I did not want that for my son and I knew that we could get through it and I knew that like we could all focus on like the love we have for Owen and each other. I mean, I I say it all the time like I will always love Jason. Like Jason gave me Owen and like I will always have so much love for him even if it's not in love, even if it's not, you know, the same type of love that I thought I would have. Like we have a lot of love for each other and a lot of respect for one another. You know, he's a, he's a fantastic father and a fantastic human, honestly, like, sure. Like we get our emotions, our emotions run heavy, but I knew that I didn't want that. And so I took the end of that relationship very slow and, you know, Breeze, there was, had to be a lot of trust there that like we were going to get through it and, you know, that eventually we'd all get along. And I don't know how, I don't know how it happened, but like, we got there. And I want, if you're out there and you're going through a similar situation, whether it's like with homosexuality or not, maybe you're just like in between two relationships and kids are involved. Just know that 
if you really do focus on the love you have for the child and the love you have for each other, even if that love is changing, like you can't, you can get through it and it will be hard. I actually learned this from my friend Misa Dugali, her and her ex with their kids and their new partner, like their new people, like it really, it was a, such a testament to me that it could be done. And I'm, I'm here to say, and like Breeze and I are here to say that like, if you're willing to go through the hard years, I mean, it was a few years of like a lot of emotions and a lot of tension. It was worth it. I would, I would do it again in a heartbeat if it meant that we could have what we have now with each other and, you know, everybody getting along and at the end of the day, like what's left is Owen is a very, very well-adjusted, happy child who has an incredible mom and an incredible dad and an incredible stepmom and possibly another stepmom soon. You know, Jason's girlfriend is awesome. We've met her a few times. She has a really cool kid. And I don't know, like the all those things that people say can't happen, they can. I think we're taught that like you have to hate each other when you break up and it really doesn't have to be that way. And I, I think that our relationship is really proof of that. Yeah. It has been a wild ride for me. So my backstory with my family is pretty much everyone, everyone in my immediate family, including both sets of my grandparents and most of my aunts and uncles are all still with their partner. They all were married and then had kids and, you know, like the happily ever after thing. And that's how I grew up. And so for me, it was like, the most uncharted waters ever. I had zero like life experience with dating someone with a kid. Now, granted, I have the most um, experience ever with kids. Like I always, I raise my cousins. I have six nieces and nephews who are my world. Like I, I was like the best, I used to be called the professional auntie. So I'm great with kids, but dating someone with a kid and dating someone with a kid who has another parent was like, I mean, a foreign language and being dropped in a foreign country with all the emotion wrapped up in one. It was like the hardest thing I think I'd ever gone through. But we are in such an incredible place. And the fact that we can all have dinner together and Owen has all of his people in one room whenever he wants to is the absolute best. And he loves it more than anything. He loves when Dada comes over and hangs out at our house for a little bit, or we go over there and hang out. And we all go to karate together. Yeah, we all go to his karate together and sit together. And I didn't realize how impactful that was because I had just never experienced it. So again, if you are out there and you're going through a similar situation and you've never experienced it yourself and you're dating someone who's going through it or you're becoming part of like a what everyone's calling a quote unquote modern family, which to me is just like silly. It's just like another family. Like there's just different types of family. So our type of family, it's you just have to be like overly transparent, overly communicative and just put the kid first. So when we all just like and put each other in check, like, hey, remember this is about Owen or hey, you know, like we got to think about what what would make him the happiest. Like that has been revolutionary for us in getting to the place we're at. Well, and two, I mean, you also can't protect each other. And I try, I like to protect my people. That's, that's, it's a blind spot I have is I will always try to protect my people. I think I've, I'm a recovering people protector. I definitely have gotten better at it. 
I'm a recovering people pleaser. Yeah. And so when we first started dating, like there would be times when I would go hang out with Jason and Owen or like I would, you know, like, like have dinner with Jason because I like wanted to make sure that he knew that like I was still in his, in his corner on his team. And I like wouldn't tell Breezy about it, not because I was trying to be like untruthful or like sneak around, but it was really like, I knew that she didn't understand where I was like, at the beginning, like you didn't really understand like where I was going and like why I like the method to my madness and like what was in my head. But like, I knew what I wanted from this. And so in my mind, I was like trying to protect her from like being upset because I was like, she doesn't need to be upset because nothing's going on. It's really just like, this is all part of the puzzle that's going to lead to like a really blended, like beautiful existence for all of us. And I know it's going to happen, but she didn't see it that way. And you know, so there were a lot of like times when we would fight or it would be really ugly and it would feel very like deceitful, even though that wasn't the intention. Like you went through my phone one time, which was like, so not like you. And it was all because like, I was just trying to protect her and I didn't need to be doing that. Like what I should have done was just be really open and honest about like what I was doing and just trusted that she could handle it. And, you know, like if she couldn't have handled it, then well, then, then we would have known. But like, I really, now I look back and like, you totally could have handled it, you know? And like, there were times when like Jason would say horrible, horrible things to me and she would get so upset because she wanted to protect me as well. Right. Like you were, you wanted to protect me and he would say horrible things because his emotions were high and I would just like brush it off be like, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Keep moving, keep moving. And she'd be like, you're nuts. Like, this is not how somebody should treat somebody. And I'd be like, no, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. And so I think like, regardless of where you are, if you are out there in a similar situation, regardless of what role you are currently playing, like my advice is like, do not try to protect people. Like be really honest and open and communicative and keep it about the love you have for each other and the children or no children, just the love you have for each other and like what you want the future to look like. Like keep your eye on the bigger picture all the time. Yeah, I was going to lean into that, like what you were talking about and focus most on was your vision. Like you had a super crystal clear vision of what we could look like and you had the belief that we could get there. And I just couldn't see that vision at first. And what it did was it tested my belief a little bit, but like deep down, I knew like I had belief that, that I, and I trusted you that you were, that we were headed somewhere that was good. But I was like, I am, it was like the blind leading the blind a little bit. And I was just like, okay, I don't see this vision, but I love you and I trust you. And I know that you wouldn't lead us to well, sometimes you'll really to crazy places, but I knew that you were leading us in. They're a lot of fun. They're fun crazy <laughs> places. Yeah. Um, but I knew that you were leading us where we needed to go, not necessarily where I wanted to go, but where we needed to go. And I just kept trusting, but it was, it was honestly because your vision was so clear and your belief was so clear and you just stayed true to it. And yeah, it, it hurt me sometimes. It hurt Jason. Sometimes it hurt you a lot, you know, but what it didn't hurt too often was Owen. And that was what was most important is that we just, the three of us took our hits as needed to make this work so that Owen, I mean, and of course there was, he, he was uncomfortable occasionally, you know, adjusting to two houses and such. Absolutely. But he wasn't, no pain was suffered, which was the goal. And that was successful. So I want to switch gears a little. I don't, we went down a rabbit hole, which is good. It was a good rabbit hole. I think that that's a really important part of our story. I want to know 
do you feel, again, this is like, an, you're going to laugh at this question. <laughs> you always say, you always tell me how like you have never been able to be more yourself than being with me. And I don't think that has anything to do with me as much as it has to do with just like us and who we are. Maybe it has a little bit to do with me. Maybe. But do you, I want to know, like, do you feel like you are living in your acoustic self in this day, on this day, in like this season of your life? Do you feel like you are your acoustic self? Or like, when do you feel the most acoustic in this season? Yes, I can answer that. Yes, I agree with you that it was not all you, but yes, it was some you. I think the most impactful part of our relationship on me personally has just been that you don't let me hide who I am. Like you're always that push that's just like, um, just be real. Just be real. And I love you for that. And that's why you put a ring on it and I'm sitting here. Um so, but yeah, I think for the first time in my life I can wholeheartedly say that I am living authentically most of the time. <laughs> I mean, it is I think it is the biggest work in progress and it's something we will all continue to to learn and grow and work through our whole lives is just continuing to be the most acoustic version of ourselves. And for me it's like in person I am who I am and this is what you get and I'm really like leaning into all the different crazy passions I have right now which is making my head go crazy, but I recently planned and executed a really rad event. And I'm like, kind of becoming my own solo event producer, which is like wild for me to say, because I've always just produced events with or for people. And so I'm stepping into like, actually owning a business myself, which I've always dreamed of. And I am coaching volleyball in the capacity that I want to, which is, you know, just for fun and to help young girls grow, not just in the game of volleyball, but also in life and teaching them life skills and just being a mentor instead of it being like consuming my whole life and my paycheck and, you know, getting all that craziness wrapped up in it. I, for the first time in my short-lived two-year modeling career, I actually am calling myself a model, which is wild. I had some reservations with that at first. Like I didn't, I reverted back to my unattractive, insecure teenage years when I was like, I could never have dreamed of being a model. And now I'm 36. And I'm like, no, I actually have been in some published work. And I am a model. And I am like, so hot. You're like, so hot. Wow. Stop it. No, but it it has taken me 36 years and two years of being a model to actually proudly say that that I did that work to get me there. And I I'm a personal trainer and that brings me so much joy. But I know those are all like titles that I have, but it is it is part of who I am. And I'm really trying to just be authentic. Like, this is what I do. This is who I am. And I think the only time I get tripped up that I'm still learning about is I feel authentic in person. And I am kind of in the older-ish generation of our side of generation than you but I struggle with it on social media big time or like in situations like this where I have a microphone in my face where I'm like, I'm being authentic, but I also feel awkward. But yeah. And social media, sometimes I, I, 
I'm like, how do I convey that I'm authentic with a without copying you because you do it so effortlessly and you document our whole lives beautifully. And at the same time, it's like, I don't, that's not who I am to document every second of the day. But also I'm like trying to share who I am just because I know sharing our stories is what helps connect us and make us not feel alone and helps us to learn and grow. So I think that's where my biggest work is, is, is finding a way to, to use my tools, use my platforms and just be myself. So if that answers. Yeah, I mean, it does. And it, you're so right. Like even when I, you guys remember at the beginning of this episode, when I was like, tell us your story. And she's like, went to school, played volleyball, coached volleyball, event producer. That is my life. And I'm like, well, that's not like quite your life. <laughs> like, let's dive in. Let's dive in just a little bit deeper. That's my Gemini. That's like, hey, this is me. Secretly, the other me is right here <laughs> hiding. <laughs> Where like, I'm like, hi, this is me. Take it or leave it. Don't want it. See ya. Wouldn't want to be ya. Anyway, I love the acoustic you. It's one of my favorite yous. And I can be, I can attest to the fact that you have grown so much as a human since we've been together and just like really stepped into like who you are. And y'all, that's hard. Cause like, I can only imagine what it's like being with someone who's like, fire all the time and like comes up with an idea and then has executed it 24 hours later. Like that must, I can't imagine what that's like for somebody who moves a little bit like slower and like takes their time. So I, I can only imagine how obnoxious it is to like live with me on the regular, on the daily. There it is. Did it, you know? Yeah. It's wild. Mm -hmm. Let me just tell you people it's wild. (laughs) Yeah, I do. I do move a little slower but I am very confident in the fact that I am living authentically. And yeah, I don't need to scream from the rooftops like, I'm gay, I'm gay, I'm gay. <laughs> I feel like everyone just sees me and knows I'm gay, that. I'm gay, rainbow flag. Yeah. Rainbow um, print. But, I, but I've honestly like learned that over the years that that, I mean, it was, I saw two things. I saw you were straight or I saw you had to wear head to toe rainbow and shout from the rooftops that you're gay. And I didn't fit into either one of those boxes or categories or those types of existences. It's like, no, I'm I'm proud I love a woman and I'm proud that I'm in the queer community. You can throw a title on me if you want. It's not going to bother me anymore, but I don't I don't need to shout my title. I just yeah, I'm proud of our relationship and I'm proud of where I've grown as a human as well and that's kind of all I need for myself and again, I'm a recovering people pleaser. So I'm no longer worrying about fitting in a box for other people or feeling like I need to do anything. I'm just existing and I'm very happy. Yeah, I think part of the reason I don't like to be like always identified as like a lesbian is because like I too am still very attracted to men. Like we're watching we're watching this show right now on Netflix. It's called Queen of the South. If you guys haven't watched it, you should. There's a guy on that show, James is his name on the show. And he is like, so hot. And every time we watch it, I'm like, he's so hot. And if you're watching it, like spoiler, earmuffs, close your ears. He like goes away on the show. And like, I, I looked ahead and he is coming back and I'm like waiting for him to come back. But I'm like, he's so hot. And I, I, (laughs) he's always like, watch it. James does not hold a candle to Wedo. Wedo is way hotter, way hotter 
He's one of the other characters that comes and goes on it, and he's way hotter. Yeah, but he dead now, so we're stuck with James. <laughs> I've always been very attracted to men. I'm very attracted to women. I'm attracted to Breeze a lot. Like, I'm really freaking attracted to you. And also, like, for those of you in the lesbian community, lesbians can be kind of the fucking worst. Like, if you're out there and you're triggered by what I just said, hear me out. Lesbians will eat their own. Like, they are not nice. And if you try to step outside of the box, my friend, you're going to hear her, unless you've already heard her on this podcast. Her name is Mads Page, and she is dealing with this so much right now in her personal life where like she's kind of this icon in the queer community and now she's like dating a guy and like she's been eaten freaking alive and I will never subscribe to that. I think like love is truly love and you know a lot of people in the LGBTQIA plus community they come out by the way too let's just like make it very clear since we're in pride month if any of you out there are like one of the people that says like LGBTIA, LGBTQIA plus includes pedophilia. You're dead wrong. Never has the LGBT community subscribed to pedophilia. Never will the LGBT community subscribe to pedophilia. That is something that was like, they tried to attach themselves onto us and it is so wrong. So like, get that out of your mind right now. It is a, yeah, like it's offensive when that is, be, is being said because that is not what we stand for anyway. But I believe love is truly love. And a lot of people in the queer community feel like they have to step outside of a box they were put in. Like Breeze was just talking about, like she was sad to step out of all these boxes she was put in and become who she truly was. And then sometimes as like a lesbian, and I'm sure, I'm sure the gay community, I'm sure all of the letters of that, of LGBTIA, LGBTQIA plus, I'm sure all of those letters experience this. But I can only speak for what the lesbians do. Like if you come out as lesbian and then you decide to date a guy, like you are eaten alive. And like y'all, we've seen it multiple times and it has to change because like, why would you step out of a box to put yourself into a smaller box? You know, like it just doesn't make any sense. And I think maybe part of my subconscious not wanting to put myself in boxes is because of some different experiences I have seen and heard with boxes and people just having way too much judgment if you do step out of that box or change box. So I'm like, well, screw boxes. Let's just be fluid and just, you know, it's like water. It's not, there's no boxes. Everything's water. Yeah. So I want to ask you, what's your five-year plan? Breezy hates this question. Breezy doesn't even know what her three-day plan is. So asking her a five-year plan is a really hard one for her. But I want to know, what's your five years from now? What's life look like? Am I still there? Okay, five-year plan. Yeah, she is right. I really dislike vision and goals. And if you worked with me at Lululemon over the five years, I was with that amazing company, experienced me at some point completely fighting vision and goal coaching. <laughs> Shout out to some of my ASMs and SMs, um, Lily Hosovar, not to name any. Yeah, I would sometimes end vision and goal coaching like in tears because it made me so uncomfortable to plan ahead. So where I see myself, I see you and I living in our dream house with Owen and just the two dogs we currently have. No more for the love of everything. There will not be more. There will be more dogs. No, but we, I 
don't necessarily see things. I feel things. And I just energetically feel like we are very fluid. And I feel like everything, like we wake up and we're happy. We we are both doing things we love, which we're already on track for right now. Like just waking up, loving on each other, and then loving and like pouring into our like quote unquote careers. You know, it's just like at this point, I feel like we're both doing so many passion projects that it's wild to even call them careers. But we've really, and you have been a huge part in teaching me that, like really doing what you love versus doing something that makes you money. So I just feel like we are going to be in a very happy place. And I feel and see us helping a lot of people on different platforms. And yeah, I don't know. I just, I feel like the next five years, like the past five years have been a really hard struggle. And I feel like I've like paddled to the, like to the wave and the next five years, like as soon as I turned 37, which is wild to say, (laughs) oh man, I turned 37 in almost, uh, maybe when this is coming out actually. Yeah. So I feel like when I turn 37, that's just going to be me like riding the wave and just enjoying the work that I put in the last five to 10 years. And that's just what I see for myself and what I see for us. I know you want like tangible details, but I really just... That's okay. You did good. Okay. We're going to play a game. Breezy knows the game. Bre- helped Breezy the helped game. me invent the game. So now we're going to play the game. So oh, so get close because oh, we have geez. to share this microphone. Okay. Get like really close okay. to me. Okay. Are you ready? Yeah. One minute. It's called quick fire. Okay. Give me the first thing that comes to mind. You can't explain yourself at all. Okay. Are you nervous? Yeah, I'm a little nervous. And I'm just, I like to explain things. Nope. No explaining. Are you ready? I am. I'll try not to explain. Yes. Okay. Favorite book? Outsider. Favorite smell? Ocean. Best vacation you've ever been on? Italy, twice. Would you rather be on a beach or at the mountains? Beach. (laughs) Favorite food? Spaghetti. Favorite article of clothing? Ooh. Lululemon hoodie. You're going on a vacation. You can take three things with you. What are they? People or things? Either. Hmm. You and Owen and music. That's all you need. Would you rather see the sunrise or the sunset? Sunset. Mm. We're getting on an airplane right now. Where are we going? Italy. (laughs) (laughs) If you guys don't know, um, I was raised in a big, giant Catholic Italian family and Italy is like I don't know. It's just in my Italy's blood. Life. Yeah, it's in my blood. Okay, last question. Mm-hmm. What is the best piece of advice you've ever been given? Um, stuff. Is I think it would be to. I think it would just be to remind yourself to give yourself grace, and be patient with yourself. Who gave you that? I don't, I was trying to think of it. Um, it's probably me. No, it was not you. It was way before I knew you. <laughs> it was probably me. Uh, Breezy J, I love you so much. I love our story. I love our love story so much. And I hope you out there also got to know us a little bit better and know our love story. If you want to connect with Breezy, you can find her on Instagram at breezy.j. We're trying to get her to 10K. She needs a swipe up feature, y'all. So go follow her. 
if you want her to produce your event, slide into her DMs. She's incredible. I'm, I'm, I don't, it doesn't even matter if I like you. Like I only recommend things that I think are really good. And she actually is really, really freaking talented. So 619 Curated Events is her company and she can produce the most badass event for you. You know, personal training as well. She trains online through Modi Health. She trains in person if you're in LA. She's also just a really good listener. So if you need a friend, slide into the DMs. Anything else you want to say before we let the people go? I fully believe that time is our most valuable commodity. So I appreciate you taking some of yours to spend it listening to our story. And I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day. Thanks, everybody. See ya. Uh, I love that woman so much. I just, I just love her. She's got a cute butt. She's got a cute face. She's got a great personality and she works freaking hard. And I, she's the apple in my eye. I hope you got a little bit more insight into who Breezy J is, our relationship, all the things. As always, thank you for listening. Okay. So a few weeks ago, I was asked to try Organifi, which is a superfood company. And I am always down to try things that are good for me. And I have been using their red drink and their gold drink. Their red drink is all of your essential reds. Your gold drink is all of your turmeric and things that help you kind of wind down at the end of the night. I've been using them for a couple of weeks now and I've really noticed a difference. I eat a lot of fruits and vegetables as it is, but having a dedicated red drink to make sure that I'm getting all of my beets and reds, raspberries, apples, all of my reds, fruits and veggies into my system very quickly. And then having a turmeric infused drink to have at night to calm me down and get my head away from any of the stress that's happening in my life. I'm obsessed with these products. I think you will be too. If you are interested in giving them a shot, head over to Organifi.com. Use my code on the daily for 20% off. And let me know what you think. I'm loving them. So give them a shot. See if you like them too. We will be back on Friday with another unplugged episode with me. And if this is your first episode, don't forget to subscribe. We love Apple Podcasts, but we are available anywhere you listen to podcasts. You can go to Spotify, you can go to Google, you can do Apple, you can do whatever you want. We are there. But if you are listening on Apple, don't forget to subscribe. Give us a rating, a review. That is how we grow. That is how we get this out to more people. If you want to connect with me, I am at Danielle underscore on the daily. The podcast is at on the daily pod. And of course, Breezy is at Breezy.j. So go follow, go subscribe, slide into the DMs. Tell us what you love. Tell us that you listened to this episode, what you liked about it. And I hope you guys have a great day. We will see you on Friday. Bye.